You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to The Penny Peep Show! Lord Stanley! Ah, Sir Thomas, thou art late. I thought thou might miss the big day. I never miss an execution, my lord. Least of all one that I have been the creator of. I still can't quite believe it. To think that such villainy could be at an infirmary of all places. Tis a shame. To think, in this year of our Lord, 1533, that even members of the clergy canst not be trusted. Well, the executioner doth wait for no man. We'd best drawn to the green with all haste. Nuns don't hang themselves, thou knowest. Uh, still, it maketh one think. Where didst it go wrong for Our Lady of the Egregious Assumption? Blessing, good morrow, etc. God's blessing, Joe. Sister Morrow, Sister Jones. <laughs> Nay, tis little good in the Stay world. Stay thine tongue, Sister Sybil. Sister Dillis, Brother Barnaby, how art thine morning round? All's as well as may be, sister. I have but one or two patients to check. Mayhaps I could do with a hand setting Mr. Lupton's legs and arms. How didst they get so mangled? Fell down a well, spun like a whirligig, bellowing like a bison as he fell. Awful. Tragic. Fortunately, he landed in the bucket. Sister Sybil, give Sister Dillis a hand with him. But I have cooking. The kitchen'll keep and thou shalt do as told. Orders, orders, orders. On the king's orders we doom our souls. What about me, Sister Joan? Ah, yea. Sister Cecily. Chamber pots. Oh. I thought I'd give Sister Cecily a hand with her chamber pots, Sister Joan. <sighs> if thou wants to. Away, to work. I have a chamber pot here, Sister Cecily. Where do I take it? I pour them down the privy pit yon. I shall see thee there. <laughs> Sister Cecily, finally a moment alone with thee. Brother Barnaby, I wish to put my lips against thee. Oh, Cecily, thou winsome angel, I wouldst put my lips against thee as well. Careful, thou shalt drop thine chamber pot. Oh, but Cecily, my stomach feels as though I drop my chamber pot every time I spine thine eyes, thine lips, thine scapula. Oh, Brother Barnaby. Oh, Sister Cecily. Oh, Barnaby. Oh, Cecily. (laughs) What the (gasps) devil is that? This, oh, Please tell me thou had slipped on an errant shit and smashed thine faces together. Oh, I canst not lie. Thou could try. We were putting our lips together, Sister Joan. T'were not the first time. T'were no accident. If thou couldst understand. Oh, I carest not to understand. Who else knows about this? No one. Tis a secret between us, Sister Joan. Then keep it that way. The two of thee are to stay apart from one another. Alas, Sister Joan, I am most greatly sorry. I'm not. Forsooth, if I hear of this again, I'll see thee strung up, thou wax-brained strumpet. I have been called upon to see the abbess. I shall deal with thee further upon my return. Yes, Sister Joan. 
Sister Marjorie, I'm here to see the abbess. Sister Joan, no thou art. I had a note delivered to me not an hour hence from that porridge nun. Sister Agnes. Yea, the nun who thinks naught but of porridge. Sister Agnes, thou art here to see me. Twas I that sent the porridge nun. Sister Agnes. Yea, Sister Agnes, I wished to warn thee. There art rumours about thine infirmary. There is talk of immorality, of sin. <sighs> Lord. There is talk of a court spy who intends to winkle out said sin. Twould be bad for the whole convent if thou shouldst be labelled so. Tis better, I think, to handle such things discreetly. And the abbess? She thinks things are better handled with public flogging and brimstone, but it's really up to thee, Sister Joan. I've done my part. My thanks to thee for thine vague and self-important warning. Thou canst mock, sister, but I tell thee, thou shouldst be on the lookout. If rumours are true, the spy will be so subtle that detection shall be near impossible. Art thou Mr. Thomas Tewkesbury? Yea, tis me. I am Brother Barnaby. Hmm, Thomas Tewkesbury. Where have I heard that name before? Yea, I know. Tis a name of a most well-known court spy. Sir Thomas Tewkesbury. Any relation? Uh... Nay. Must be one of those funny things. Yea, tis but one of them. What brings thee here, Mr. Tewkesbury? Tis a matter of the stomach. Tis most painful. Ah, ah, Lord above, mine stomach. Might I feel thine stomach? I pray thee. Do, brother. Doth this hurt? Nay, I couldst not help but notice thine sister upon my arrival. Which one? Doth this hurt? Nay, uh, the pretty one with the sweet but uh, sullen lips. Tis Sister Cecily. Mm, tis a pity she's a nun. Wouldst thou not agree? Doth this ah, hurt? Ow! Yea, brother, it doth. I shall make a note of it. Mm, a little less firm next time, methinks. Now about this sister of thine... Oh, I shall tell thee about mine, Sister Cecily. So soon from the abbess, Joe? Yea, and with much news. There is rumour that a spy has been sent to our infirmary to cleanse us of someone or someone's sinful. What goes on here that would fit such a description? <laughs> Definitely not fraternisation between younger members of staff. But has there been any new patients, any oddities that caught thine attention? <sighs> there was this one that Sister Cecily did tell me about. He arrived in court dress and then gave his name as Thomas Tewkesbury. And when asked if he were Sir Thomas Tewkesbury... The well-known court spy. He said nay, he was plain old Mr. Thomas Tewkesbury. Is that the kind of oddity thou means? Where is Mr. Tewkesbury now? Uh, Brother Barnaby is with him. Lord above! And that is why, Mr. Tewkesbury, thou shouldst keep thine eyes off, Sister Cecily, and keep thine vile intimations to thine Brother self. Barnaby! Sister Joan! <laughs> A word, Brother Barnaby! Do excuse us, Mr. Patient, whose name I don't know, because why would style? It's not a problem. What is thou doing with that patient? Mr. Tewkesbury didst make comment of Sister Cecily. I was defending her. Dost thou forget thine own indignities pon Sister Cecily? Twere not mine pon hers. Twere ours pon each other. Be silent, prat. Mr. Tewkesbury is a spy from court seeking to extract wickedness from this infirmary. Wickedness like that which I saw at the privy pit earlier. <sighs> Come, back to Tewkesbury, whereupon we shalt make thine excuses. I shalt have Sister Dillis care for him. 
Mr. Chooksbrier, it seems most likely that thou sufferest from a stomach ache, to which end I shall have Sister Sybil in the kitchen prepare some ginger for thee in, in some manner. Very good, Brother Barnaby. Off thou goes, and send me Sister Dillis. Yes, Sister Joan. Uh, Mr. Tewkesbury. Uh, Twas Mr. Tewkesbury, was it not? Uh, yay. Mr. Tewkesbury. Seeing how tis a delicate issue with thine stomach, I shall have another of my sisters attend thee, to ensure we are doing our best to heal thee. Sister Cecily? Nay, mine sister Dillis. Good morrow, Mr. Tewkesbury. An issue with thine stomach? I've just the thing for that. Grant me a tranquil night free from all disturbance and thoughts of Sister Cecily, and that tomorrow all will be forgotten, and that I may labour for thee, Holy Spirit, and in thine light, and not in the light of Sister Cecily's smile. Amen. Good even, Brother Barnaby. Remember to close thine window. Good even to thee, Brother Ambrose. I shall do it now. Oh, why didst it have to be Sister Cecily that shouldst capture mine art? Why doth the moon remind me of her? Why doth the stars... Ooh, who is that? Who is down there in the darkness? It's me, Barnaby. Sister Cecily? It's I. Sister Joan did forbid us to see each other at the infirmary, so uh, I came to Lyme Priory. I shall climb this vine. It is thee, Cecily. Thou take such risks to be here. How else wouldst I learn more about kissing? But nay, I am a monk and thou art a nun. Tis forbidden, Cecily. I think that's what I like most about it, actually. I thought mine art belonged with God, but thou opens up parts of me I didst not think exist. Then kiss me, Barnaby, and let our love be for God, not against him. For he is forgiving, he is loving, and he is our Father. And for I have brought a loaf of rye bread. Oh, Cecily, I wish to put my lips on thee again. And mine on thine, Barnaby. Oh, Cecily. Oh, Barnaby. Oh, Cecily. Oh, Barnaby. Keep it down, brother. Some of us are to bed. My apologies, Brother Ambrose. Oh, Cecily. Oh, Barnaby. Um. Good morrow, Sister Jill. Sister Marjorie, I got thine porridge. I mean, none. I mean, message. I got thine message, Sister Marjorie. I have more information about the spy. I think I have that taken care of. He comes not seeking some unspecific sinfulness, but one whose work at the infirmary is an offence. Unto God, one supposes. See that this spy, if thou canst identify him. Again, tis not the problem thou makes it seem. Make sure he is not on the receiving end of the the more extreme peculiarities of thine infirmary, lest he think it flies in the face of God. But what treatment would... Dost thou think thou hast found the man? Whom hast thou given unto him for healing? Sister Dillis. Oh, Lord! God's blessing, Mr. Tewkesbury. How art thine stomach this morning? Still a-bubbling, still a-boiling, still loose stool with the occasional streak of blood. Tis yet to mend itself, Sister Dillis. Are you worried as much? Tis why I paid special occasion to this brew. Here thou goes. Oh, tis a strong odour. I thank thee. Drink up. Yea, sister. Right to the bottom. Tis a cooling concoction. I dined ponsanical and a good dose of pickle 
fish. Tastes mainly vinegar. Tis my natural flavour. Dillis, Pardon me, Mr. Tewksbury. I wouldst borrow Sister Dillis for just a tiny moment. Uh, if thou needs her. Joan, what hast thee so agitated? Sister Marjorie tells me that our spy, Mr. Tewksbury, is not looking for base sinfulness. He is looking for healing that flies in the face of oh, God. none of that here. I've always allowed thine unique take because it seemed more trouble to persuade thee otherwise. But thou doth use urine too much. Oh, if thou asked mine patience, they might disagree. And I wouldst have a lot to choose between because thou feeds almost everyone thine piss. It's a most miraculous fluid. Tis he? I'm not saying it isn't, but others in a more official capacity may take umbrage. Hast thou fed any to Mr. Tewksbury? I've taken particular care of him. Is that a yay? It's a yay. Lots. A cup most hours. Oh, Lord! Busy thyself with something. Leave Mr. Tewksbury with me. Oh, if that is thine order. Tis. Now away. As thou wishes, Sister Joan. <laughs> Mr. Dukesbury. Sister Joe. How is thine stomach today? Still troubled. But Sister Dillis has provided numerous cures. And yet it persists. I shall get another of our fine nurses to assist thee. But I've only just drunk the latest Nay, one. nay. I'm sure we couldst always be doing more. And I've just the sister in mind. <laughs> Grant unto me a nurse that may attend that man. Morrow, Sister Jo. Uh, hmm. Morrow, Sister Cecily. Thou looks wretched. I did not sleep last night. Why? Oh, God's blessing, Sister Jo. Brother Barnaby, thou also looks wretched. I was up all night as well, uh, but in prayer, praying. For thine own sake, I pray that's true. Don't think I have forgotten about the pair of thee. Aha! Sister Sybil! Mm. Sister Sybil, I need thee to treat a patient. Nay. Nay, nay! Yea is what thou says! Says! Stop what thou art doing! But the asparagus needs me. Thou art needed where I doth deem it. Sister Cecily can take care of the asparagus. <laughs> she can. She can. What wouldst I do with it? Boil it. And how wouldst I do that? Thou puts it in boiling water. Oh, and after that, what wouldst I do with it? <sighs> Fine. Brother Barnaby, thou shalt prepare the asparagus. He can't. Then there shall be no asparagus. Oh, then what is for lunch? Who know? Loaves and fishes? Move it, sister. Tis a cruelty. Yea, and tis a cruel word. And no politics. <laughs> Mr. Tewksbury, I should like thee to meet Sister Sybil. Good morrow, sister. Morrow, morrow only, for goodness would not bless this kingdom. <clears throat> sister Sybil. Uh, still not the pretty one. Uh, sister Sybil is here. Mm. Uh, thou shouldst disregard every word she says, but I promise thee she hath a healer's hand. But who can heal the heart of the country? Tis a broken heart led by a broken man. No politics, Sister Sybil. No politics. <laughs> good day to thee, Mr. Tewksbury. Yea, good morrow, sister. <sighs> I only hope that I was not too late. Thou art afeard this man would string us up. I am afeard this man might string me up, yea. Doth Sister Sybil hath the knowledge to heal him? Who else shouldst I send him? Sister Cecily? Ah. I'm standing right here. I know. Look at thee. If any of us survive this spy's machinations, it'll be thanks to me. 
Now be about thine work, but in a normal, God-fearing, non-urine and non-sexual way. Yes, Sister Joan. Right. Oh, Troy, but they shouldn't make these habits so figure-hugging, then. That habit is hugging thine figure? I? I have no questions. Get to work. <laughs> Hello, friends! Creator of the podcast, Kieran here. Thank you for listening to the finale of Our Lady of the Egregious Assumption. Not sure what my dad made of the last episode. I thought I came through with the sexual tension, but my dad thought it was pornographic. I don't know if that's criticism or compliment. On to this fortnight's cross-promotion! We are talking about real fantasy encounters. It's a role-playing podcast that covers a variety of campaigns and one-shot adventures, much like the Penny Peep Show. There's over a hundred episodes in the archive, so there is hours of content to sink your ears into. The link is where all good links are stocked in the episode description. Speaking of archives, and I did a couple of sentences ago, it's time to talk about what's next on the Penny Peep Show. I'm afraid the pandemic has finally caught up with me. I have scripts ready to go, but I can only record them if I break the law. But the Penny Peep Show won't be going dark. I'll be re-editing and re-releasing one of our archive series to see if that old adage about polishing a turd is true. Until then, a massive thank you to my cast for recording this series while the world burns, and thank you for listening all the way to the series finale. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. Oh, Cecily, thou shouldn't have come. But thou asked me to. Yeah, I didst, but I shouldn't. Huh? Canst thou see? This will end in suffering, for we are sworn to God. So as one way or another we must end broken-hearted. Or God. What? Or God could be broken-hearted. Or God. Oh, tis a thought, Cecily. Tis a thought indeed. Why, beneath thine beauteous golden hair lies a remarkable mind. I don't think so. What wouldst thou think about running away, leaving behind all we know and living life as fugitives of the church? All right. Oh, I thought thou might give it more thought. Twould be a big decision, Cecily. Thou wouldst be leaving behind all thou hadst sought and taken thine orders. Mine orders? In becoming a nun. Oh, well, I don't mind that. I only became a nun because I was looking for somewhere that could feed me, clothe me and where someone loved me. And the priest in my local church said God loved me, so it seemed the obvious choice. But I'd rather be with thee because thou can teach me things. Like healing things? Mm-mm. Thou means lip-on-lip things. Mm. <laughs> but what if I canst feed thee or, or clothe thee? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. But I suppose a man of my great medical knowledge could always make coins somewhere. All right. Yeah, I suppose it is. Wouldst thou run away with me, Barnaby? Oh, for thee I would do anything. And me for thee. Oh, Cecily. Oh, Barnaby. Oh, Cecily. It is past thine bedtime, Brother Barnaby. Apologies, Brother Ambrose. Oh, Cecily. Oh, Barnaby. Oh, Cecily. Oh, Barnaby. Oh, Morrow, Sister Jane. Yea, Morrow, Sister Marjorie. What a pleasure it is to see thee again. Three mornings in a row. Tis a delight. Thou shouldst get thine porridge, nun, to bring some porridge tomorrow, that I might break my fast afore gallivanting all over the convent. I don't know what thou is talking about. I'm talking about thine continuous and misleading warning about this spy. First it was sinfulness, then twas medical offences unto God. What is it now? Offences unto the crown. Unto the crown. 
Thou thinks we art traitors to the crown. What dost thou suppose that we might do at the infirmary that might constitute an offence unto the crown? That is what I am here to find out. Who's this buffoon? Lord Stanley, this is Sister Joan, our infirmarian. Sister Joan, this is Lord Stanley. (laughs) Good morrow, my lord. Well met, sister. I'm here on official business. I work very closely with the Lord High Chancellor. Sir Thomas More? Nay, the current one, the Protestant. Uh, Right, good, well. This is mayhaps a conversation better had at thine infirmary with thine staff. Yes, great, marvellous. I shall leave, Sister Marjorie. So soon, good day, Lord Stanley, and good luck, Sister (laughs) Jane. Was a quick one, Joan. Ah, Sister Dillis, just whom I wished to see. What did Sister Marjorie has to say for herself? And who's this fancy fellow? Such puffy pants. This is Lord Stanley, Sister Dillis. He works with the Lord High Chancellor. That's right. I work with the Lord High Chancellor. Oh, the previous one, or... The Protestant one. There thou art, my lord. I've been expecting thee. Ah, Tewkesbury. Thou may be surprised to learn, sisters, that this man isn't just another of thine patients, but in fact works for me. That's right. I am not simple Mr. Thomas Tewkesbury, but rather Sir Thomas Tewkesbury. My, what a surprise. Got them again, Tewkesbury. And what hath thee to say about what thou hast seen here? Tis better all is said in the light, Lord Stanley. True enough. Sister, gather thine staff. At once, my lord. Sister Dilla, Sister Joan, gather the staff. Oh, yay, Sister Joan. Thou hast added one nun, Sister Joan. Yea, there should be others. I've got a soup cooking. Thou shalt stay, Sister Sybil, and if thou opens thine mouth again without permission, then I shalt have Brother Barnaby, so it shall... Silence like the voice of all the good Catholics. There are at least two missing, the monk and the pretty one. Forsooth, I have not seen Brother Barnaby and Sister Cecily all morning. Mm. If thou hast something to say, Sister Sybil, then say it. They left a note. Then have... Hand it over. Here. I thank thee. I see. (laughs) What an interesting read. Wouldst thou care to take a look, Sister Dillis? Surely. So, where art Brother Barnaby and Sister Cecily? Oh, Lord. They art... Oh, Lord. They... (laughs) Helping poor people. God help us. Just very sickly peasants. Thou knows the sort. (laughs) Well, thou mayn't thou art a lord after all. (laughs) Nay, nay. I know about peasants. I've seen them in fields and such. So this brother and sister shan't be joining nay, us. Nay, Lord, nay. I think it best to proceed. It doesn't surprise me, Lord Stanley, that Brother Barnaby and Sister Cecily art not here and art, apparently, helping sickly peasants. And why is that, Tewkesbury? It is because, Lord Stanley, these are the most helpful people I have ever come across. What? Really? My Lord. I cannot speak highly enough of the efforts of this infirmary. Under the care of Brother Barnaby and Sister Dillis, I received cutting-edge healing treatments. Because of my continuing symptoms, Sister Joan was ever-attentive, pairing me with a new specialist daily. 
"'Tis not their fault that they could not end my symptoms. "'They were fake. "'Indeed, my lord, they were fake. "'Additionally, my lord, thou knowest that when aspying I make myself the cat. "'Thou art despicable. "'Why, on my first day here I made certain comments about Sister Cecily, "'hinting at unchristlike behaviour. "'I was immediately chastised by Brother Barnaby "'and was not permitted even the barest glance at Sister Cecily from thence on. "'Tis a glorious thing. "'My compliments to thee, Sister Wait, my lord, for I am not done. Though I weave a tale of medical mastery, tis a blemish upon this record of the most black and rancid kind. Then speak of it, Tewkesbury. I speak, my lord, of her. <gasps> Sister Sybil? Huh? A venomous viper, a serpent-tongued spitter of poison upon the feet of our king. Tis not mine fault that I be ruled by a wicked king. How stupid wench! Tis he who abandoned God. See, the my lord, she can't not be stopped. I serve up, the Lord. Up, 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 Down up, up, with the king. I should round every one of thee up and march thee to the gallows. shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Oh, may God forgive Sister Sybil. For her bloody stupidity. How many times did I tell her? No politics. Forsooth, tis a good thing thou said it repeatedly, and within hearing of that spy, tis only that which spared us. Twas nice of Sir Thomas to have a word, and most fortunate that he hath a taste for thine urine. I spend a lot of time on that urine. Sister Joan and Sister Dillis, a dark day. It's good to see thee too, Brother Ambrose. Well met, Brother Ambrose. Sister Marjorie. Sister Joan, my Congratulations to thee. But for ridding myself of Sister Sybil? Mayhaps. Oh, come, sisters. Let us not be unkind to Sister Sybil. May she be united with the joys of the righteous. Of course. In the name, etc. Amen. The abbess is pleased with thee. Sister Sybil aside, Lord Stanley's report upon thine infirmary, it is the first compliment a Catholic order has received in court in quite some time. Even the bishop is pleased. I have heard it said. <laughs> Thou don't say. What a blessing. Small blessings, yea. T'was nice of the abbess to hire a fellow to tug on Sister Sybil's legs. Quicker, neater. Tis what she would have wanted. (laughs) Very generous. I suppose. The abbess is a good woman. Of course, there is still the question of Brother Barnaby and Sister Cecily. Forsooth, a mystery. Mayhaps their respective disappearances hath something to do with each other. How wouldst I know? I run a very moralistic and cutting-edge infirmary. Thou canst have it from Lord Stanley if thou wishest. Hmm. Wherever Brother Barnaby is, I know he's doing the Lord's work. Upon my faith, Sister Marjorie, shall I likewise do the Lord's work and walk thee back to thine chambers? <laughs> Twould a great pleasure to be led, sir. <laughs> a good day, Sister Joan, Sister Dillis. Good day, Brother Ambrose. Good day, Sister Dillis. Sister Jane, God's blessing. God mend thee. Let us return to the infirmary. I wouldst have a drink after such a morning. Where doth thou think, Brother Barnaby and Sister Cecily, hadst gone? Didst their note mention? I don't believe so. I pray that they're all right, even if they did betray God and run away. If I know Brother Barnaby, then he'll be out there somewhere, somehow, making someone's horrific injuries somehow about him. (laughs) 
The secret to a quality roast is the confidence of thy nuts helps the meat keep its shape and its juiciness. Thou doth prepare a quality roast, Mr Butcher, and the seasoning thou suggested twas just the thing. That is true. My husband has no bubbling in his stomach afterwards. Thou shouldst be a doctor of some such, Mr Butcher. Oh, didst thou hear that, darling wife? They said I shouldst be doing healing. I thought thou was pretending to be a butcher. Hast thou met my wife? Mrs Butcher. Mrs Cecily Butcher. She doth help me about the shop. Helping the butchers? Tisn't usual for a lady. It's better than empty in chamber pots. Oh, That's a fair point, I Can't suppose. disagree there. Well, good day, Mr Butcher. Mrs Butcher. Good day. And God's blessing to thee. And that's the letter. They love each other, they want to be together, and even at the risk of excommunication, and so on and so forth. Good luck to them, I say. Lord knows they didn't go about it the best way. Thine good luck is all thou can wish upon someone fleeing the Catholic Church in the year of our Lord, 1533. Truth. The Church is everywhere. Everywhere. But I am glad to be rid of them, and of Sister Sybil. Three less millstones about the place. Forsooth, I could stew with a hand during my rounds. The chamber pots are stacking up. How are the patients doing now that thou is their only physician? Mostly dead. Oh, no change then. Nay, but the abbess is pleased with us. And the bishop. Truly, tis a great day. We should toast. We should. Mayhap with something special. Mayhap. Tis a special brew. Taking a great deal of care with it. <sighs> Thou knows what, Dillis. What? Go on, then. Just this once. <coughs> to thee, me, and the infirmary. Amen. Our Lady of the Egregious Assumption featured the voices of Jacqueline Osorio as Sister Joan, Rhiannon Mauschel as Sister Dillis, Rosie Williamson as Sister Cecily, Kieran Davy as Brother Barnaby, Adam Dergeman as Sir Thomas Tewkesbury, Matt James as Lord Stanley, Danny Payne as Sister Sybil and Cockney Customer, Lucy Clough as Sister Marjorie and the other Cockney Customer, and Andrew James Spooner as Brother Ambrose. Words by Kieran Davy, music by Andrew Chamberlain, recorder played by Matthew. Samer. Everything else played by Andrew Chamberlain. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.